Hey, everybody. This is Mandy. And I don't appreciate unsolicited advice. I don't like to give it, and I don't like to receive it. Mm, okay. Hi, everybody. This is Ollie, and I'm trying to figure out how E-40 got to 28 albums this year. 28, y'all. Albums. Hashtag no mixtapes. And this is the Mandy and Ollie Podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away, left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. How are you doing today, Mandy? I'm so sorry. And oh, I oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually good despite that little cough. Okay. I'm okay. doing great. I'm ready to jump into some goal situation. Tell you a little bit more about how I really am doing. All right, you go okay. first, girl. Yeah. Okay, you guys, for the first time, c- 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 combo breaker, I have an update for the goal. <laughs> I actually used the calendar that I bought to write down something that I need to do. I haven't done it yet, but the fact that I wrote it down is a big step. <laughs> because Progress. Every time I come, thank you. Thank you. Every time I come in, I'm like, well, you know, guys. But this time, I was like, no, I had something to talk about. I used the calendar. I'm going to work on it next week, this Weekend's kind of busy, but I plan on working on it next week, and it's a constant reminder because I wrote it down. So yay, me. Mm-hmm. yay! Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Um, last week I was doing the detox fast situation, and even though I don't feel like I fully was detoxified, the one thing that came out of it that I found to be really helpful was the accountability that I had with my coworkers. So I told a few people about how I was doing it, and one of the people I told was my sister, and we determined that we would do an accountability for us working out. So starting from the day that I broke the detox or when I was able to go back to eating food, I have worked out every single day. Okay. That's nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Which for me is really big because I don't work out like ever. There was never a time where. So you said never. I said regularly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean regularly is also factual, but really it feel it feels more like ever like more appropriate to say ever because I have done workouts before, but it's never been something that was like consistent. Yeah, regular, consistent in my life, or even something that I felt necessary until now so because I never used to do it it was very hard for me to to keep it going because I was just like I've always been able to maintain my health without it so why do I have to do it now so really making that effort has been interesting even like last night I did it at 10 30 at night because my sister had done hers in the morning and had sent me the text and I knew I was going to be busy yesterday, and I was just like, okay, I said I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. So when I got home, I still did it. And I was like, okay, all right. Like, this That's is still happening. Deal. 
That's a big yeah. deal. Consistency is a big deal. Just starting is a big deal. And the fact that you've done it back to back to back, like, kudos to you. If I if we were in that friend, type of friendship where we call each other bees, then I would do that. Kudos to you, bees. Like, you go, bitch. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> but we don't do that. <laughs> but, yeah, kudos to you. We don't do that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So, yep, that's uh, my goals, our goal update. Nice. nice. Feeling good. Feeling great. Nice. So, are we diving straight into the main topics? Sure. I don't have a this is a safe space this week. Okay. Which is abnormal for me. (laughs) It's very abnormal for you. I guess there was nothing I fully wanted to get off of my chest. I don't know. The only thing I've been, like, thinking about are the Emmy nominations that came out recently. Um, For you listeners that don't know, I'm very much into movies, television, all of that good stuff. And so I love award season, and I love the Emmys because it gives, you know, a recap of all of the good television that's come on. So if there's things that I wasn't already watching it lets me know, okay, what do I kind of need to get into? And the Emmys kind of start off the beginning of the fall season because once the Emmys air, then fall premieres start. So I just get really excited about it. So that's mainly what I've been thinking about and doing is like looking at a bunch of interviews from people who have been nominated and trying to watch more shows, uh, which I already tend to have a pretty packed television watching schedule so i guess i haven't been able to be worried or stressed about or th- or think not stressed but you know really deeply think about anything because i'm too busy zoning out into other worlds by watching t- a lot of tv okay i haven't heard anything about the emmys but i have been listening to hear anything about the emmys so do you want to know a little a little this or that or not nah? you like i'm um, so you said it maybe irritated you, or is it that some people didn't get nominated? I guess I'm wondering what the oh no, I was like space implication would be. Oh, I was basically saying I didn't have anything for this is a safe space because I haven't been thinking about anything too deeply because I've been watching a lot of television. Got you, got you. Okay, but no, I'm pretty satisfied with the nominations. The one thing oh. is that it's making me feel like. I need to watch When They See Us because it got, I believe, 16 nominations overall. And so I'm just like, dang, like, that's really, really good. <laughs> I want to I be able to cheer and support with, you know, all of my information of knowing how the production was. But at the same time, I've, my heart is still like, I don't know if I can take it. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it. Like, <laughs> we talked about this, and I'm just... I'm still I'm I'm not in a very sad place where I can just keep it on. I'm not in a place where I want it just on in the background. Like I feel like I have to watch it, so I'm mm-hmm. not ready to watch it yet. But congratulations yeah. to them. I mean, is it also congratulations because I mean it's a situation. But <laughs> I, I would still say so because I mean most of the drama series, especially with like limited dramas that are based off of real things tend to be 
things that aren't that great. Like how they have escaped from Danamara, which was about, you know, the those two um felons that had a sexual relationship with one of the workers in the jail and then she helped them escape. Or Chernobyl, which is about like a bombing of a city, I do believe, or a bombing of an area. Like none of it is really great news. <laughs> um, none of it's positive stuff tends to be for drama, but it's still just like the stories are out there and being told and that's something. So that is something. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's something. That's all much <laughs> I can say. And especially for when they see it, it just feels very necessary when there's been a lot of like activism and conversation about prison reform to really talk about the true stories of people and to have like examples of the horror that people go through, but then to be able to at least see them come out on the other side. Cause I always think of like the Khalif Browder situation where he was innocent from jump, spent all those years in prison, came out, but then his life still ended tragically because of the trauma that he went through in jail. And people could look at it like, well, he got out of jail. But it's like, so when they see us really helps to show, like, the trauma of what happens in prison. And for some people, it's like they go to prisons, and regardless of if they've done some really terrible high-level crimes, like, you know, violent crimes, if they've done something nonviolent or smaller, they could potentially end up in the same prison and have to experience those same kind of traumas. And, and this could be your family members. Like, this could, you, you, it helps, I think, with the conversation of prison reform and how to really benefit people for when they're in there and then when they try to come out. But, you know, that's heavy, heavy talk. It is heavy, 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 real heavy. Real heavy. Heavy D, heavy. <laughs> That's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Did I have a this is a safe space? I had something I kind of wanted to discuss. I'm not sure if it fits into this is a safe space, but I know you'll have fun discussing it. So recently I had someone do a check-in, and at first <laughs> I was flattered by it. And Okay. Let me yeah, can you explain a check-in? Because <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but I don't know if the audience can fully comprehend just from a check-in. Right, right. So, dear listeners, a check-in is when someone, it could be a past boo thing, a past fling, a past friendship. Usually it's romantic, though. Someone in the past decides to pop in and check in, whether it's been some months, whether it's been some years, whether it's been, um, I don't know, maybe a decade. And this check-in that I received was someone I hadn't heard from in at least about, two years maybe. And so at first I was flattered. I was like, oh, it's cool. And I kept it very cordial. They asked some personal questions and I was vague like I usually am in general. (laughs) And then after I started thinking about it, I was like, I'm not flattered by this at all. (laughs) (laughs) And so I guess that's where this goes into a safe space. I just want to say if people are flourishing and they've moved on with their lives and they have families or their stuff is together or you see them in a relationship or they're living their best city girl or city boy life, leave them alone. 
Do not check it. <laughs> Do not bother them. Do not think because your fortune cookie said you should delve, delve into your past or because Mars is aligned with your uh, astro- astrological sign that you need to go ruffling feathers. Like, move on. Don't check in on me. Mm. Don't check in on people. Just move on. <laughs> That's what I want Take it to it personally. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to make it general, but... <laughs> but... But the way I personally feel, don't come blowing up my phone with your foolishness. Don't come sliding in my DMs. Don't come messaging me, my email, nothing. Keep your smoke signals to yourself. I don't want no parts of it. And it's right. not even to say, like, you could be angry with a person. Right. It's not even to right. say that things ended badly. Because I think sometimes that's what, how people, like, interpret it, is that you yeah. must have had a tumultuous end with this person. And it's like, that's not it. We could have had a lot of good fun together, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Things weren't taken seriously for us to be able to progress in a relationship. But by them coming back around to see, like, oh, you still single? Are you still nice? Are you still cool? What you got going on? (laughs) They're trying to keep people stagnant in that place where they, like, they don't want them to grow without them. It's like, I don't want to be with you, or I couldn't be with you back then, but I also don't want you to be in a world without me. Why? (laughs) I'm perfectly fine with you being in a world without me. Yep, yep. I love the way you just put all of that. Like, I I really do like the way you framed that. And that's what's important because, again, I said everything was cool as I was corresponding with this person. However, uh, after a while, I was like, this shouldn't be happening. And this isn't the first check-in this person has done. This isn't the first time this person has disappeared and then decided to come back. So I'm just like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? Like, chill. Don't, Don't do this. Like, move on with your life. I don't exist to you and you don't exist to me let's keep it that way and not again in a negative way like mandy said just like we've all moved on that time for having fun and coulda shoulda wouldas and whatever the reasons were we couldn't shouldn't didn't have moved on have gone by so progress stop reaching back and go forward yeah and it's making me think about like myself because i have um interacted recently with someone that I was kind of talking to. We, it hasn't been years since we talked. It's uh, been a few months. But we had also decided, the reason why it's been a few months, from the time we stopped talking, we had decided to kind of be friends. And for whatever reason, we're not consistent. Like, I guess I'm not always consistent with every person that I try to be friends with. Uh, I try to be consistent with my closer friends because, of course, they're closer. So I'm hoping that – and he responded back, and we we'd really just been talking about food. Like, I particularly hit him up because he's <laughs> always posting about what he's eating, and as you all know, I just came off of that detox. I was like, where should I eat and what should I eat and blah, blah, blah. I'm really, really hungry. And he was giving me suggestions and was like, maybe um, I could show you a spot where you can go get something to eat. I'll take you out to eat, blah, blah, blah. But I'm hoping that I'm not that person that we're talking about that's doing a check-in. Like, I hope that's not the way that he's receiving it. Like, oh, here comes Mandy trying to check in on me, see how I'm doing. And I'm just like, no, really, like, I'm not trying to disrupt any situation that you have going on. 
I really just want to continue to maintain a friendship if it's possible or necessary. It could fall off. And if you told me that you didn't want to be friends, I'd be like, that's perfectly reasonable. And I would leave you alone. <laughs> but um, because we've still just kind of had friendly interaction, I'm hoping that I'm not being that person that's doing a check-in and being a bugaboo. And, well, not really a bugaboo, but, you know. <laughs> I don't think I would take it that way because your intention is genuine and clear. Oh, you want to talk about food? Let's talk about food. You want to go get food? Let's go get food. That's genuine and clear. You're not like, oh, so how have you been? How have you been these last couple of months? It's good to hear from you. Here's the update with me and my life. Um, I love to hear your voice. Can you call me sometime? Not that that's specific <laughs> or anything. <laughs> No, of course it's not. <laughs> or even just by the interaction of as soon as they hit you with the, oh, sorry, you seeing somebody? You talking to anybody? You got a new boo? I don't want to step yeah. on your, on nobody's toes. Then it's just like, you came in here for some mess. <laughs> you came in here for some mess. And you still gonna do, you still going to walk right back out my life. So what is the point? <laughs> yep. Yep, you're still going to walk back out my life, so yeah. And I will be transparent and say that I have played the check-in game before, and the person I played the game with wasn't necessarily in my position. This person was just always like, you know what, Ali will come back when she's ready to come back. That's how that person was. That person was very forgiving, very patient, very everything. I just, you know, go off and live my life. Then I come back, and it wasn't the, it wasn't even like a romantic check-in game. It's just like, hey, I know I've been leaving my life, but hey, I'm still here. Hey, this, and they they welcome me with open arms. I feel like even now, if and this person I haven't talked to in a while, I even blocked them on everything just to try to sever the ties. But if I were to unblock them and be like, hey, they'd be like, hey, how you doing? And I feel bad, and I'd probably block them again. So <laughs> it's not that all check-ins are necessarily bad, but I knew for that I had to sever ties. And it's not cool to be that person. So that's why I did that. Gosh, yeah. I mean, if we were going to play devil's advocate, <laughs> what would be – some reasons that someone would do a check-in? Like, what would be a viable reason for someone to do a check-in? Okay, so at the time when I was the checker in her, it was because I I was keeping my dating options open, but it was also that different people that I checked in with gave me different things. So one person I went to made me feel comfortable and I could cook it, kick it and hang out in the house. Another person I went to liked to be out. So we go play golf cart, we go putt-putt, we go to the movies, we go hang out and all this other good stuff. Another person maybe liked to take me out on dates, maybe liked to show me off or whatever, so I go hang out with them. So I felt like it was getting a lot of different things that I liked and I felt like I needed at the time from different people. And since I was a single woman, a young single woman, I didn't see a problem (laughs) with playing that game. So that was that. However, if I think about the people that have checked in with me, these people are trying to make sure that I haven't, one, gotten married yet, or two, decided to procreate and, I'm doing air quotes for you all, have a baby on them, as if I'm I'm with them or I'm their property. That's their reason for checking in. And after both of those answers are no and no, they're like, all right, see you in a couple months or a couple years. Exactly. I'll check in to make sure that still has happened. Yeah. You say, funnily enough, like this is just random, but you say have a baby on him. My mom always says for him. 
Like, she have a baby for him. And I hate that. And I tell her every time she says that, I hate that. I'm like, have a baby for him. For him. Not not together. Not with. For. I hate that. <laughs> That's funny. The person I'm talking about that recently checked in was like that, was very adamant about, you know what, I know you're the person that's going to bear my child, and I'd be like, ha-ha, you thought? So, <laughs> no, I'm not having a baby for anybody. And it's, that is a funny way to put it. That is a funny way to put it. Yeah, like, I'm, okay. you, are you asking me to be a surrogate? Like, I don't, right. I don't understand right. the process like, with that. You want the baby, and then, like, that's it? You take our daughter or son, and I'm out the picture? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, like, the idea of, like, I want to pro- – I see all of the – characteristics of who I would want to have children with, but I'm not putting in the effort to make maintain a relationship with you. But you're just like, you're going to be the woman that bears my, my children. Yep. But I'm yep. still, I'm, we, we're not going to be together because clearly, because I, want to I don't be know how to commit in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I've had people do that too. Like, oh, you would make a great mother. Or you would make a great partner. You would make a great this. You would make a great that. So I'm going to go do what I want to do for the next couple of months, and I'm going to check in <laughs> and see if uh, you're still available. And then when I check and determine you are, I'm going to leave again. And then when I'm ready to settle down, I'll come and check in with you again. So I'm no, I'm not hanging around for those foo-foo people, as you call them. But what are some of the reasons you think people play the check-in game? Well, I would say a viable reason may be if there is a certain level of crisis or concern. Mm. So if there were health problems, if if maybe someone was or health problem, problems or like situations in their family, like if there was a death in the family of someone I used to talk to, I would, I, I mean, I definitely think on it, but if I sent them a text or, or I called them or, or an email or whatever to send my condolences, I hope they wouldn't look at it like, here they come trying to start some mess. Like, I hope, like, I would look at that as, like, a genuine reason to check in on somebody. Or if they can't reach out to me and was like, you know, such and such is going on with my family or with me and I just, you know, need to talk about it because it's really hard right now. I feel like that's a viable reason to to check in with someone uh (laughs) all right my experience is just kind of crazy because i agree because you would be genuine in that situation however i've had an ex reach out to me before because they had a parent die and i was with someone and i was like i don't know how this is going to be by with someone i mean i was in a relationship and i was like "Uh, i don't know they wanted to meet up they wanted to talk and i was like this is a parent that passed away let me just do it i didn't tell the person i was with at the time not because i was trying to withhold anything i was just like let me just handle this situation first and i'll handle my telling my person my boyfriend at the time on the back end when i met up with that ex-boyfriend he told me about how his parent had died and how he was thinking about life and mortality and all the mistakes he made. And the end of that conversation ended up in a proposal to me. So <laughs> again, it has to be genuine and it also has to be you know, please be mindful of who it's coming from. If you know this person is foo foo, I'm I'm not saying people can't change, but I should have known better than to think that well, no, I won't say that. I just know that I was trying to be sympathetic and empathetic to someone who had a deceased parent, and it turned into and they weren't they completely no sincere. Right, they yeah. were not completely sincere. So 
again, coming from you, I'm like, yeah, I know you because I know your heart. I know you because we're friends, and I know you because you're just not on the foo-foo stuff right now. Right now. So <laughs> I know that you would be genuine and sincere about it. Um, I don't I don't know how I would feel about, like, reaching out to – there. I'll say this. There are, there are some people in my past that I'm curious to know about or curious to just, like, check in on to see how they're doing, and then I just never have. I'm just like, that's over. I think it would be weird to check in. Let me just chill. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things. It's, it's a dangerous line to cross. It can open unforeseen things. Oh, definitely. It makes it's, Oh, well, it makes me think about this season of Queen Sugar. Um, I don't, I don't know if watch you watch that show. I've heard of it, but I don't watch it. Okay. Well, one of the things that happened, it wasn't one of the two people in a relationship that did a check-in. Spoilers for Queen Sugar. Spoilers for Queen Sugar. <laughs> Spoilers for Queen Sugar. <laughs> I already never liked the character of Nova, and I'm sure I'll get into that uh, at another time. But Nova approached her aunt's ex-husband, who was abusive to her, to work on some to, to about something she was working on. Mm-hmm. And by her doing that check-in, it opened the door for the ex-husband to then think he could approach her aunt, her who was his ex-wife. And it's just one of those things where this was a man who was abusive to her and controlling and brought your aunt a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. And he never should have been able to even think that he could reintroduce himself into her life. Mm -hmm. And so it is one of those things where it's like, like you said, you know the people who deserve to have that opportunity to eat, to re-enter your world, even if it's just to do something nice and sincere. But if this person has brought you nothing but pain and misery, or if the last interaction you had with them was so horrible that you can't see any good coming from the situation, you shouldn't reopen those gates. They shouldn't reopen those gates, and nobody around you should reopen those gates for you to be in, like, that type of situation. Yep, agreed. And you know, as Mandy just said, like, you know, as much as you might want to reject the idea or even if you think about it and you're pondering on it and you're still on the fence, you know. You know whether or not you need to open that door. So use discretion, people. Please. I can't just try to mix up pleasing people. People. Use discretion, <laughs> please, people. People. <laughs> and I can give an example of a time where I – reopened a situation with someone that I originally had a good interaction with and then it ended tragically afterwards. So there was this guy I talked to in college and when we talked, we were both like really, really young. Um, He was a freshman and I was a sophomore and I'm already kind of young, like I was younger than a lot of people in my class. So I was still pretty young too when I met him. We were both still teenagers. Um, And we talked off and on, or we would just always be around each other kind of off and on throughout our stay in college. And it was just always felt like this genuine, beautiful connection. But we were young when we met, and we weren't in the mindset of a serious relationship. So we never tried to pursue a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. And so years later, I was going through some things with my ex. We had broken up one of the 
countless times we had broken up. And I was trying to, I guess, maybe find validation or maybe retreat back to something that I thought was, like, healthy and comfortable where I was, like, like, when was one of those times where I had a really decent relationship and interaction with a guy? So I started communicating with this guy again. Mind you, we had not spoken for at least two, three years, and then it had been even more years since we had first met. Mm-hmm. And he seemed like a completely different person than the guy that I had originally met. In what what kind of way? He was very chauvinistic or um, kind of like condescending. I would use the word hotep, but I don't even like that all the way. Like it's a pretty accurate word, but I don't think people who are Afrocentric or or have um, a lot of those beliefs are terrible people. So I don't always want to use hotep as like a terrible word. But <laughs> for those people who know what it means, like that's the best way I can describe them. But, you know, I'm not trying to hate on it. So I was just like, okay, whatever. And he still was being very encouraging to me. So I was like, let's talk, let's interact. He was saying things that I was like, mm, I don't agree with this, but he wasn't being rude really to me. He was still being very kind to me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to continue to kind of explore this and see where it goes. So he came to visit me in my city and we decided to kind of like get a hotel and spend a weekend with each other. Now, this was someone that I hadn't, like I said, seen in a few years and I was coming out of a relationship. So I told them before he even came, I was like, I'm not interested in us having sex. For this weekend, I just want us to spend time getting to know each other again and see if there's still something there. And if that's an issue for you, then don't come. Mm-hmm. And he said it was fine. Cool. So he came. And as soon as I picked him up right out the gate, you know, he was trying to be physical. And <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I was like, we were both, we were both kind of re-feeling each other. But again, I just kind of put the brakes. Like, yeah, I'm not interested in, in having sex. And he was just like, okay. But I could tell, like, he wanted to have sex, and I'm just like, well, it's not gonna happen. So <laughs> there's that. And then as we started to go through the rest of the weekend, I don't know if he thought I wasn't giving him enough attention or if things or what, but he was just being really strange. Like, we were in the hotel, one of those where they give you, like, free breakfast. I would go downstairs and get breakfast for both of us because I was waking up earlier than him. Mm-hmm. And I would offer, like, I would say, well, you know, what do you want, blah, 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 give him whatever. He said that it is that he wanted. And then I would he would eat his breakfast, I would eat my breakfast, and then he would be looking at my breakfast like, what do you have? And I'm just like such and such oh can I have it I just went downstairs to get you whatever it is you wanted if, even if you want something you can go downstairs and get it but it's not as if I don't want this you see me eating it and and now you're trying to take it from me I was just like okay whatever it, it just seemed like he was doing little things to be controlling we went out somewhere and 
we were going to get a game like more food. He's really weird with food. Um, and I went, he, I wanted to get grilled chicken because I don't, I was trying to be healthy and I don't really like fried chicken, especially just from like any old place. Um, Mandy, not Mandy, I'm Mandy. I only know. <laughs> I didn't even really eat fried chicken until she introduced it to me. Like it wasn't a big yeah. thing in my house. So I was more like, let's get the grilled chicken. He was like, the fried chicken's cheaper. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't really want the fried chicken. So I'm willing to pay for the grilled chicken. And he made a huff about that. Um, so one of the times I gave him like the food that I was wanted to eat and he said he wanted it, he took it, took a bite out of it, was like, I don't like this, and literally threw it across the room. It Whoa. was an apple. That sh- <laughs> it hit the wall. It was hard. I was just like, that's a strange, it's just strange and aggressive thing to do for something that you didn't want and you knew I wanted. Um, he, we were, and the more like strangely he behaved, I was even trying to be less physical with him because I was just was not attracted to that type of behavior. So then it seemed like he was getting more frustrated with me for not wanting to have sex with him. He kept trying to grab and slap my butt. I asked him not to. He was like, why should I, why, why, why shouldn't I, why can't I slap your butt? Why can't I grab your butt? And I'm like, it's my body. You don't have, like, why would you feel like, you can just do that over my body, especially if I'm asking you not to. So then anytime I was trying to, like, set certain boundaries for myself, it felt like he was purposely trying to push them and just do things to have power over me. And it was just really frustrating because I was just, like, I've made a schedule to, like, or in a, I've made, we've made these plans to have this, spend this entire weekend with each other and he's just continuously making me feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. And we are basically only halfway through. So we had this like one good day where we went out and did an activity and it was fun and interactive and nice. But so I felt comfortable enough to just say like, you know, we've we've spent this whole weekend together. You're about to leave tomorrow. And I've, feel like we can both just kind of, we both have the impression that this probably wouldn't really work out. Like, we're not the same people that we used to be. It doesn't seem like we have that connection anymore. And I thought it was mutual based off of how he was acting like he was mad at me all weekend. And once I said that, he went right back into, I'm going to be a jerk. I'm going to be an asshole. Mm. You sounded pretty clear with your message, so I don't understand. I don't understand if he thought, oh, okay, maybe this is a game. Let's play coy and pretend that we don't want anything to happen, but then when we get together, she'll change her mind or, you know, I'll I'll pull out the moves and she'll, you know, decide if she wants something else, but that's not appropriate behavior. No. I mean, by the time I was dropping him off to go home, like, when we were on the way for me to do that, he literally just, like, admitted he was doing stuff at this point to make me uncomfortable. Like, mm. he was purposefully trying to make me uncomfortable. And that was, again, even more reason why I'm just, like, it seemed like controlling and chauvinistic behavior. Like, he wanted to, to things to go his way, and he wanted to be in control of the situation. And any time I put up any kind of... Resistance? Al- 
alternative. Yeah, because I don't even want to say it as resistance. Like, I was purposely trying to go against them. It's just not what I wanted. And that shouldn't be a terrible thing that someone doesn't agree with you or someone doesn't want the same things you want. It's just facts. It's just you like fried chicken, I like grilled chicken. We can have either or. We can have both. Like, I'm not keeping you from eating the grilled chicken, but I'm telling you that I don't want the fried chicken. And you're taking that as as an opposition, as if I'm your child, and now you're going to punish me? Mm-mm. So that's just like an example I can give of I had originally had a good interaction with this person and decided to check in with them. And it yielded, like, a really negative result. Like, I I honestly felt unsafe. And I was just doing what I could to be, to maintain the peace throughout the rest of the weekend. Because I was like, this guy is acting acting erratic. And I just want to make it out of here. Because I don't know what he's capable of. of. Like, I thought I knew him, but that was so many years ago. I never thought that the person I knew would be acting like this. Otherwise, I wouldn't have put myself in a situation. Um, yeah, so, (laughs) jeez Louise, so yeah, the dangers of checking in, the dangers, like literally the dangers of checking in, so again, use discretion, and sometimes you won't know what happens until you're in the situation, so after you get in the situation, continue to use discretion and do what's best for you. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Okay, so now, do you have a main topic you want to get into? What's on the docket? Nah, <laughs> do you? Okay. I just have an underappreciated award. <laughs> I also just have an underappreciated award, so no, mm-hmm. this might be the shortest pod we've done. <laughs> Maybe. We tend to find a way to keep them long, though. Let me we just do. talent it like that. <laughs> Birdman hands. Birdman hands. <laughs> Okay, who or what actually? What is getting your underappreciated award? It's, I will have you know, I have a who. A who? A what? I have a who. Mm-hmm. A one? A two? A three? A three? And, I, and I, I did research for this because I wanted to prove why this person deserved an underappreciated award. My underappreciated award is going to Ray J. So the, well, let me just interject hmm? before you go in. So as soon as you said you did research because you needed to prove why this person needed to be the recipient, I knew this was going to be on some BS. As soon as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but please go ahead, continue. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something about William Raymond oh. Norwood Jr. Oh, because it ain't no BS. All right, Bill. Okay, I didn't know that was his name. <laughs> okay, Bill. Tell us about Bill. Ray J has been acting for over thirty years. Thirty. He has had a music career for over twenty-five. Mm, I wish. I mean, one wish. One wish. <laughs> He's had four albums with a good amount of chart-topping singles. Okay. He is 
an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Raycon Global. Ray- Raycon Global. He has ventured into multi- multiple fields, being tech, and most recently into the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. But people mainly know him as a television personality. Oh, and okay. even in that, <laughs> <laughs> even in that, he is a pioneer and a innovator in the reality television world. Mm-hmm. He's done dating shows. He's Thank done family shows. He's been a host. And, of course, he's been on Love & Hip Hop, which I think he's most notable for now. But if you just look at the span of what he's done and in the reality TV world, I think a lot of people just look at it as mess. But he saw the value in it. He brought, even brought his family in, and they may not have been the right people for it. Mm-hmm. But I think folks like Ray J are the reason why reality television is the dynasty that it is today. It, he literally helped build a career of the highest paid reality television people in the world. I'm not going to talk about them specifically because it's not about them. But <laughs> he he saw the value in this industry where especially like music was starting to become a dying medium. He used his shows to promote his music. When he was on For the Love of Ray J, when he was on Brandy and Ray J, a family business, on Love and Hip Hop, like he uses that to promote his music and then still continuously making music, making sure that his stuff is out there, making sure that we're seeing his name so that he can promote his many businesses. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I didn't look up his net worth because I don't really care about money, but I know that Ray J is making way more money than y'all think he is. And he's been just like independent for so long. If you look at some of his, um, the people that he came up with, like for example, Bow Wow. People talk about Bow Wow crazy and all the situations that he's going through and maybe why he's doing this certain things in the reality TV world because he needs it, but I don't think Ray J needs it. I think Ray J does it because he sees the value in it because he's using it to help him. But I know that he has enough things going on in terms of his businesses that he does not need to be up on y'all's television on a week-to-week basis. He's just a general entertainer, though, and he finds it enjoyable, especially when he was on his rowdy boy days, it was like, why wouldn't I do this? This gives me even more opportunity to do the thing that I love, to make money off of partying and hanging out with my friends and put all my friends on and all my people on and blah, 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 continue to make money. He's definitely a businessman. So even though I don't fully currently watch Love & Hip Hop, when I started to watch Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, it was because I was like, oh, Ray J going to be on it? I'm there. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me twice. I've seen every, like, anytime he's going to be on the show, I'm like, I got to at least catch the first episode because he's going to tune in. He has his own challenge. When he was on that one episode of Love and Hip Hop and his hat kept moving, from scene to scene to scene, he knows how to create entertainment in a way where he controls the narrative. Yep. Yep. 
That's true. Nobody's catching Ray J slipping. I promise you. He's, Y'all might I would definitely agree. Yeah. He 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 is very much aware of the image that he's putting out there, and he's controlling it. And no one is is making him out to be something other than than what he wants. And so all those times when y'all felt like Ray J was wilding out, that was because he was wilding out, but he chose to. When he helped make the Breakfast Club big. Charlamagne, are we live? Like, (laughs) when he called in to have his little messy argument on the radio, he he makes really interesting choices. And then it was like, how can we capitalize off of this? So that's why my End Appreciate Award goes to Ray J. I'm glad you're giving Ray J his flowers now because he deserves them for hits like One Wish and Danger, She Snatched a Homie. Those are my two favorite <laughs> Ray J songs. And if you don't know those songs, you should definitely go to YouTube and listen to them because they are classics. He is definitely the comedic relief in all of these shows, as Mandy says, and he is well aware of what he's doing. So, it's just building his brand, and he has technology, he has comedy, he has TV shows, he's a producer, he's an actor, he does so much, he has his hands in so many pots, he's a new father now, and allegedly also married, so congratulations to that as well. <laughs> Why'd you say and allegedly? I, I mean, because I never know, when these celebrities say they quote-unquote married, I'm like, okay, whatever. Anywho. <laughs> That's just because Yandy faked her wedding, just <laughs> everybody else was like, oh. It's not just you. Oh, I shouldn't though. have called her out. Oh, I mean, you did, but <laughs> you saying names. Pew, 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 pew. Um, I, I, mean, I, I, I do not dislike Andy. I love Andy. Right. We right. have things in common that I'm not going to name. But okay. I like Andy. Okay. I also wanted to make a point that I like what you said about him bringing his family into the fold. I, I also, like, questioned that that move to integrate his family into reality TV since they were more wholesome, a little more cookie They cutter, say wholesome. Okay, all right, yeah. I mean, I don't but want to say publicly, them, but... Publicly, <laughs> publicly, they have this persona they try to portray, and then we read yeah. these articles or we see them, on, I don't know, behind-the-scenes footage or whatever, and they don't seem so wholesome. But, yeah, I do wonder if he should have brought them into the fold, the way you said yeah. I just look at it as they wanted to create an image of, of being wholesome. I agree with that. and Or at least put what they felt was the best image of themselves. And Ray J said, people are already talking about you, and they're always going to be talking about you. At least you can create the narrative of what you put out there, do this reality television stuff. And he's not afraid of looking dumb. He's like, if they're going to talk about me or try to make me look dumb, I'm going to give them something to talk about that I choose for it to be. And I don't think that's something that his family's comfortable with. They just might be more private people. They want to keep them their dirt to themselves or whatever the case may be. Completely understandable. But he's not afraid for people to look at him and have something to say. Like, that doesn't... Are you, are you okay? It sounds like you're out of Yeah. Here. Uh, I'm walking around. Let me sit my my behind down. (laughs) I'm like, I hear you. And I'm like, should I say something? (laughs) Uh, I've been working out, and I still sound out of breath from walking around my room. That's crazy. But, yeah. (laughs) Are you okay? Are you dying? 
<laughs> no, I'm just walking around. Coming through a little heavy. <laughs> Would you say that Ray J is the female New York Pollard, or is that a different category of reality TV show royalty? Mm. Nah. It's interesting. I do think they're in the same category when it comes to reality television. But I do, like I said, think that Ray J has other ways that he, or other lanes that he's in and other ways that he builds off of that reality television crown that he wears. But I definitely can't think of, like, another man that would be in a higher standing for reality television. Not who's created so much success no if anything i think of someone maybe from like the challenge or the road rules those people just won't give up the people that keep coming yeah. back like johnny banana but yeah but even with him it's like he's now trying to create other lanes from being on the challenge like now he's trying to be a host and kind of do other shows but that's what i mean about ray j being an innovator he saw the power in what he was doing and was like, I can make business out of this and not just popularity. Because a lot of people are looking at it like, oh, I can get popularity, I can get fame, I can get the little bit of money and decades that they throw at me. And Ray J's like, I don't need just Mona Mona Scott checks. Like, I can take Mona's checks and then I'm going to use Mona's checks to make me real money. Yeah. So even like the investment that he's made in the cannabis business um, he invested $5,000 to be integrated into that business. A lot of the people that are on reality television aren't even worth $5,000. I mean, not 5000 sorry, $5 million. <laughs> but okay, aren't worth $5 million. <laughs> Wait, I'm like, oops, I hope they got $5,000. But um, they aren't worth $5 million no matter how many episodes they do of this reality television. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to get to that level. And that's extra money that he has to invest in another business venture. So like I said, y'all don't sleep on him. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it here first. Don't sleep on Bill. Give him his flowers while he's here. <laughs> okay. I also have an underappreciated award, and it is going to the beautiful, the talented, the eclectic Aaliyah Janelle. I found Aaliyah Janelle as I was perusing around YouTube, as I usually do. When I'm working, I like to always have something kind of in my ear. And, like, I had the videos going on in the background. I was like, they keep playing hype music. Like, what is this? And then I kept hearing this boom, cat, cat, boom, cat, cat. And I was like, okay, clearly this is dancing. So I went to go <laughs> actually look at the video, and this woman is tearing it up. She's been doing it apparently for years, so this is the first time. Um, I'd seen her like she wasn't even she she wasn't even someone who ever like popped up on my explore page or anything like that, which is kind of odd to me because I do have some dancers pop up my explore page. Anyway, she is a phenomenal dancer, phenomenal teacher, but she also talks. She gives like these words of wisdom and encouragement and just basically says, you know, be yourself, dance for yourself. If you get highlighted, great. If you don't, that's fine too. Just like keep trying, trying, trying. So I appreciate that, and I've made it a mental goal to write down on my physical goal list to take one of her classes. So that is going to be something that I end up doing, hopefully mm, next year. <laughs> I'll say hopefully next year. That'll give me time to figure that all out. So, yeah, shout out to Ms. Her class was like in person or just? Yeah, in person. To, okay, got you. Well, that's yeah. good. 
Because you know that I know that you appreciate a dance class, and you know that I just sometimes attend and hope to be able to keep up. <laughs> I used to be able to dance. I don't know what happened. You can still dance. What are you talking about? You sound like you lying. <laughs> like, yeah, baby, you have rhythm. You're ridiculous. You can dance. You're fine. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not uncoordinated, y'all. Like, I can dance on the regular, but to do choreography, it's, it's just gotten a little hard for me. I don't know what happened. Okay, so you guys, Mandy and Ollie, I won't say we used to dance. We were very, very active, I'd say, in high school, like, when it came to, like, being able to stretch up and being able to bend down and it like not grunting or anything like that, like telling our bodies to do something and our bodies did it. So recently, you can walk around the dance. room and not have to huff and puff. Apparently, <laughs> anywho, we recently took a dance class together and I'm I'm still pretty much active because I have this dancing workout thing I do on Xbox. But this dance class like really had me like confused. Like I was really talking to my body, like, "What are you doing? That's not what I told you to do." <laughs> <laughs> Why are you moving so slow? We're two steps behind the beat. What's going on? And I think Mandy did fine. I think I did fine, too. And the recording shows that we did okay. But I just, like, again, I don't know if this is age. I don't know if this is just us, like, not caring. I don't know what it is. But uh, I don't I know what it is either. Because for you to use the words fine and okay, I would like to give context. But I've been going to that dance class for two years. Or maybe more. No, you haven't. Been. It might have been have three. You? It might have been three years. It's been years, and I'm. I used to be better. So I didn't know that. You know what? Other people make progress. I am progressively getting worse. <laughs> Whoa, it's funny. I didn't. But know um, I keep going. Oh yeah, it's been a long time. I just keep going. That's fine. I don't That's give good. up. You shouldn't. And it's the the main reason, like, the dance teacher is just so encouraging and nice, no matter how much I mess up. Um, and then I sweat a lot, which is, you know, helpful for all of the things that I'm trying to do. So mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going, even though it seems like my dance ability is aging backwards. Okay. I encourage you to uh, dredge on, and I will continue to dredge on, too. I think I'm going to up my ante in my workout things. Like, I'm going to add one of the extra, like, crazy modes or cardio modes to it because I need to make sure I'm on step with the beat. Mm. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying because <laughs> I'll worry about my technique and and all of that later. I just need to make sure. I want to focus on this. Have I done something every day? Great. And then as I get comfortable with that, I can be like, all right, girl, let's get back to to really working it, being comf- confident in the front of the class and all that good stuff. Yes, confident in the front of the class, which is where they put us. I thought because we were on, like, the third row, but it's like, no, when you turn around, that's when you're facing the mirror, so y'all are in the front. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but it was fun. That's the other thing. Make sure you're having fun, guys. Have fun out there. Have fun. That should be the first thing. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Miss Aaliyah Janelle. And that's all I have for my underappreciated award. Woo. So, yeah, this was a quick episode. But it doesn't matter that it was quick because we were also consistent in this. We were like, hey, we're going to give you all this episode. <laughs>
right. Hopefully y'all like it. Especially after last week when we were talking about all them hoes. <laughs> Yo, listen, y'all. I listened back to that episode, and I was cracking up laughing. It had me not almost in tears, but it did have my ribs hurting a little bit. And then I was thinking the opposite. I was trying to play devil's advocate, as Mandy said earlier. I was like, what if this is someone's first episode, and they just hear us calling out <laughs> whores <laughs> names? They might I never. We're so insensitive. <laughs> Insensitive, immature, rude. They might think a lot of things, but hopefully they don't just base it off of that one pot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. You guys let us know. Let us know what you felt about the podcast. Let us know about any other episodes, stuff you agree with, stuff you don't agree with. We love, love, love to have feedback. So talk to us. Yeah. Also, Mandy, how can they talk to us? Well, you can... Reach us on Instagram and Twitter at MNO Podcast. You can email us at Mandy and Ollie at gmail.com where we can get all of your questions, your comments, all that good stuff. If you're not really into writing down full scale questions, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to it and rate us. Rate us with all the stars and the thumbs up and the good points to let us know that you're feeling it. Sounds good to me. Thank you all for listening. It was so great talking to you guys again. Bye-bye. Bye. And you take advantage of it every weekend, every weekend. I heard some things, I heard some things, but I can't complain because I stuck to you and I asked your name. Yeah, I came with game. Tell me your name. She said, Roxanne. Yeah, you look so familiar. Yeah, you look so familiar.